Stop stretching your hip flexors. They're always tight no matter how much you stretch them and your back pain remains the same. The tightness might actually be due to weakness. So in this video, I'm gonna show you three ways you can loosen up your tight hip flexors without stretching by proper strengthening exercises. My name is Dr. Grant Elliott, founder of Rehab Fix, and we have helped thousands of people around the world fully recover from back pain, disc herniation, and sciatica. And in this episode number 149 of the Low Back Pain Podcast, I'm gonna show you how you can finally loosen up those tight hip flexors without stretching. Real quick, if you have not joined my private Facebook group yet, you need to do so. It is called Rehab Fix Low Back Program. And immediately upon joining, you will receive our free step-by-step sciatica guide. This is the same process that we've taken thousands of our clients through around the world to identify exactly how to fix their sciatica and ultimately become pain-free through our one-on-one coaching program. In this group, you will be able to see our clients and what they're doing for success and additional resources and more free guides. So if you're serious about fixing your back, you need to join this group, Rehab Fix Low Back Program. See you soon. Now I'm going to show you the exercises that are going to change your hip flexors forever. But before I do, I want to show you a quick test that many people use to evaluate their hip flexor tightness. This is called the Thomas test. You ever watch Thomas the Tank Engine? Here we go. You're going to lay on a table. You're going to scoot your butt to the edge of the table so that the edge of the table is ending about the bottom of your glute. You're going to pull the non-targeted leg to your chest without posteriorly tilting your pelvis. And then you're going to allow the one that we're focusing on to hang as low as it possibly can off of the edge of the table. If you notice that your knee lays significantly above the parallel line that the table makes, then that typically tells us that, yeah, your hip flexors are pretty tight because we want that knee to be below the table. If your foot is significantly extended as well, then that also tells us that your quad and the quad muscles could be tight as well, but that's a topic for a different day. The Thomas test can be a good indication for if your hip flexor tightness is actual muscle tightness or sensation of tightness. This is a big differentiating factor. Some people feel tightness when it's not actually tight. This would be all the more indication that you need to do hip flexor strengthening exercises. Because if you just perform the Thomas test and your knee is nice and low, then they're not actually tight, but they feel tight because they're weak or because it's getting referral from the lower back in some fashion, which we see and we treat all the time. The first exercise I'm going to show you is an advanced one. You're going to grab a pull-up bar. You're going to hook a weight with your foot. This can be a kettlebell or any other load that you manage to hook onto your foot. And you're going to bring your rib cage down, posteriorly tilt your pelvis. So you have a nice stacked rib cage and pelvis. This will engage the core. And then while you're hanging, you're going to raise the one leg, holding the weight all the way up in a nice controlled manner and all the way down. This is a very difficult movement for many reasons. We're engaging the hip flexor with our core also being engaged at the same time, it's very, very difficult. You'll feel your core go crazy just like your hip flexor go crazy. But also, we're relying on a lot of grip strength too. So sometimes this can actually be a limiting factor. So the next movement I'm gonna show you is gonna account for that. But this movement is very, very hard. This exercise is really going to challenge your hip strength since you can take it through a full range of motion. You have virtually no help by gravity, of course, but it's just really difficult because your core is engaged and a lot of really good strength stuff is going on from your core to your hip flexor and how they interact as well. Now, as I stated, if this is too difficult because of the grip strength factor, or maybe you're just have some you know decent back pain or hip pain and you can't just hold yourself for long enough to do this because it is difficult. And the second movement, we can modify this. Instead of hanging and using a weight to raise the leg, we can lay flat on our back so now grip strength is not involved. 
we can get a band or a cable at a gym. You can use a cable machine too. You're going to lay on your back, hook that band or cable around your foot, scoot your body far away enough from the anchor of the cable or band, and then perform the exact same movement. Push your lower back into the floor. This will engage your core, engage your diaphragm, help give you a good platform to work on, and then simply raise that knee up or that leg as high as you possibly can in a slow, controlled manner, really focusing on the eccentric portion as well so that you can feel that hip activate and contract and strengthen for once. Most likely you haven't been strengthening your hip flexors very often. And so this is probably gonna feel really different and really unique because it's something that you've been missing. Well, that's new. Hey, real quick, if you're watching this video and you're resonating with the things that I'm saying and you're ready to be pain-free, just click the link below and you can schedule a call personally with my team so we can meet with you go over your current situation and figure out what you're missing and help you develop a game plan so that you can finally become pain-free. This is for serious people only, so click the link if you are ready to go. Back to the show. Now the third exercise, one that is really difficult, it's gonna cause you a bunch of cramps and a bunch of fun stuff, but it's really, really effective, is you're simply going to sit on the ground. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Straighten one leg out while the other is bent so you can have a good basis of support. Sitting with one leg straight out in front of you without moving your body, keeping your back perfectly still. You're going to raise that leg as high as you can, move it over like you're going through the times of a clock, the hour, right? You're the hour hand. Go from one hour to the next. So if it's your left leg, go from 12 o'clock to 11 o'clock, then lower it. Pick it back up from 11 to 10, lower it. Pick it back up from 10 to nine, lower it and then reverse it and go back to the front. Do this with both legs. Of course, we wanna strengthen both sides, but specifically on the target side. This is very good for end range control of the hip. This is an area that very few athletes even strengthen in, but it is so important for the end range control of the muscle and for the joint. This is really good for the joint and for the muscle. Acquiring end range strength is crucial for joint health, muscle health, and injury prevention as well, because the ranges of motion that you don't train in, those are the ones that are most susceptible for injury. So don't just train the the mid range, which is what most exercises take us through. We want to train the end ranges. So as high as you possibly can go with the hip forward, as high as you can possibly go backwards as well. And this applies to all joints train the joint in its end ranges so that you're not only strong in mid ranges, but the end ranges too, because the end ranges is where a lot of injuries will happen. So if you train these ranges, your body will be strong, they will be adapted, and you'll be able to adjust to them. But either way, anyway, we want to strengthen this area. And if you notice that that knee is really high, then we can of course stretch it too. But we want to strengthen regardless to normalize the tone of the muscle and to strengthen our body in areas that we don't typically address. So if you implement these three exercises or variations of them into your routine, you will notice your hip flexors become less tight. You will, and your mind's gonna be blown because you're gonna go, man, I've been, I've been stretching them for, for months, for years, and they've just always felt tight. It's going to change. Even if you're still sitting most of the day at work, which we're told, oh, you know, if you're sitting, then you're gonna tighten those hip flexors, they're gonna get shortened. No, not true. Tell the truth. If you continue to live an active lifestyle and you strengthen them and you're 
working on your mobility, then they're not just going to shorten because of sitting all day. Hell no. And you're going to notice that they feel better sitting at work, that they feel better driving in the car, that when you go on with your day, when you go on your walks, you're going to notice your hips aren't as tight because you're giving them what they've been missing. You might've been stretching them all day long for months or years, but you're not giving them strength. And now that you've given them strength, you're going to notice a difference. So finding these different ways to address very common things is what you are missing. And we get tons of clients every single day that get the same cookie cutter approach that you have. Oh, your back pains because of tight hip flexors. Do the couch stretch and you'll be fixed. Nope. Rarely works, right? Hold this stretch for five minutes. Hold it longer. Do more stretching. I don't know why those hip flexors aren't getting looser. I don't know why you still have back pain. Useless. Because it's just the same old simple stretch that everybody gets that doesn't really do anything. So utilizing a different approach and a better assessment can help us determine, first off, if your hip flexors are actually tight or they just feel tight. And then adding in additional strengthening movements that they need to change long-term. Because if you're not loading your body, if you're not loading your joints, if you're not loading your tissues, you will not achieve long-term adaptive changes. So I hope that these exercises change your routine. This helps you develop a better plan and we help individuals like yourself develop the right plan every single day through our online one-on-one coaching to ensure that your plan is accurate, that you have the right prescriptions, the right movements in the right order, and you progress them in the right way so that you can finally get pain-free and put the situation behind you and move on with your life. So I hope that this episode changed your life. I know that this concept did mine. I look forward to eventually meeting you and helping you on your journey towards pain freedom. Once again, be sure to join my Facebook group, Rehab Fix Low Back Program, so you can get additional exclusive content and our free Sataka guide immediately upon joining. If you are watching this on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe. If you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, please leave a five-star rating and review so we can grow this podcast and help reach more individuals who deserve to get results, who feel like they're spinning their tires and getting frustrated in doing so. As always, move more, move in nature, move in the sun. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.